Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to the Through Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through dating, school, and just life in general. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Through Faith Podcast for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah and I'm a co-host of Through Faith. And I'm Anali, the other co-host. And we just had to re-assess um, this a second ago because um, we totally forgot what episode we were on. But um, after searching and scrolling very far, we are on our fourth episode of season three. And that has been confirmed. Um, y'all, it is like 10 o'clock at night. Um, we are tired. It's busy season where we work. Um, so, you know, and then we decided to record this intro after we um, talked with our special guest. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and just kind of explain um, what we're doing tonight and who our guest is. So um, as you probably already know, because I'm sure we've posted it on social media by now, um, our special guest is Alyssa Hale, and she is from TikTok. <laughs> um, so yes, sometimes God can use social media to bring people into our lives and onto the podcast. Um, and she is just as sweet um, over the phone as she is <laughs> in TikTok. Um, she keeps it very real and very honest, which we love so much. And what we told her when we got off the phone, we were like, it's like we're talking to like one of our best friends. Like it was like me and Manali, we're talking to another version of us. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so she was just the sweetest thing. And she has a really powerful testimony. And we're really excited for you guys to hear that. But um, before we continue to our question of the week, I'll let Manali give you a rundown of who we are if this is your first time listening. Yeah, so Hannah and I are in college. Um, we've been best friends for 10 years. Yay. Yeah, have we been friends for 10 years? Yeah, because actually it's probably more like 11 years. We've been friends for a long we're time. Old now. Like, <laughs> I still think like, oh, we graduated high school like last year, and I've been saying that for the past like two years. Like, no, we're not. We're, we're going on three years. Yes, we're about to start our junior year this year. That's, That's scary. Great. Well, I guess yeah, technically our junior year. That's crazy. Oh, so sad. We're old. Yes, we are. But um, yeah. So Hannah and I are in college. We've been friends for a very long time, <laughs> and um, through our friendship, we've walk through a lot of the same seasons together and um God definitely knew what he was doing when he put us two together we have um been able to lean on each other and learn from each other um and with that we decided to start a podcast so we could share some of our wisdom and um lessons with everybody else as well as learn from other people that we bring on the podcast like Alyssa today um, we have three seasons so far. Our first season kind of focuses on basic Christian concepts that we struggled with and still struggle with sometimes, like setting yourself apart, um, dating deal breakers, how to wait, uh, dealing with Christianity or how to balance your Christian life and um, school. And then in our second season, we focus more on relationships and our third season also focuses more on relationships as well. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about us and who we are, and like I said, we're going to be having a phone call conversation with Alyssa. We did, um, we had a conversation with her before we started, um, and yeah, she has a lot of good things to say, and she is from Oklahoma, so I don't know, I was thinking about this earlier, is she our first special guest that's, like, not from where we live or from Mississippi? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's not true. No? My grandparents are from Alabama. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, she's our first Oklahoma guest. <laughs> we'll say that. There we go. Um, shout out to Alyssa. She's our first <laughs> Oklahoma guest. Um, but, yeah, so we're really excited for that. But we are going to go ahead and get into our question of the week, which um, was my week to find a question of the week, and I completely dropped the ball on that. So on social media, I asked you guys to send in if you wanted to – what your thoughts would be for a question of the week. And we did get one, and it was um, one that we already did, but we were just going to kind of like reiterate it because it was, I think, a long time ago. But it was, what was your favorite book of the Bible and why? Um, and I think, I can't remember what I said for my last answer. I don't even really remember. But I know this sounds like kind of, you know, basic or cliche or whatever, but my mind so far is Genesis because I've read through it Um, twice now and actually the first time I read through it I really I don't know if I should say this as a Christian but I didn't really like it that much because I was just I wasn't reading it the right way I was just trying to memorize and just learn facts about it instead of like really retaining the lessons through what I was learning and so this this go around I just finished it and I had um, a study book to go with it and I really read all of the stories and it's really cool to see that since the beginning of creation and um, people in the Bible at the beginning of creation, like they literally struggle with the same things that we still struggle with today. And it is Mm -hmm. so crazy to see that unfold in every situation. So, um, but yeah, that would be mine. Mine will probably be, I think I said this last time too, was John. Mm -hmm. Only because it was the first book that, I think we both read it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's always like, Reading the Bible is hard. I don't know. I know a lot of people struggle with like just understanding the concepts of it and everything. And unless you do have Mm -hmm. like a guide, yeah, I Google so many words, it's embarrassing. Like I'm an English major, I should know what (laughs) these words mean, but I don't. I really don't. But that's like that's the whole point in getting in God's word. And the Mm -hmm. point isn't to learn. And that from somebody who literally just is like, no, I need to memorize this fact. Go in and shifting your mindset from what can I learn from this passage in the Bible? Mm-hmm. How can I apply this to myself instead of memorizing it? It's so much, so much better. Yeah. 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 And that's what, like, I think I got the most or have gotten the most out of John, especially here recently, just reading over it some. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a good lesson to get out of it. Yeah. I've always heard John is a good place to start if you're trying to read the Bible, and I agree with that, if you're mm-hmm. trying to read through the whole Bible, because John is, like, the whole, like, everything <laughs> summed up into to one book for yeah, that's very true. the most most part. Um, But, yeah, that was our question of the week, but I did have one that I finally came up with. It was, like, right before Manali got here and we started recording, but I thought it was fitting for this episode, too. But it is, who are your top three favorite TikTokers and why? Oh, I know. I was like, that's a good one. Top and three? we can't say Alyssa because obviously we we love Alyssa as a TikToker. So she can't be included in this. So besides her, who would be our top three? Um, do you want to? I'll go first. Okay, go for it. Okay. My first one. Or actually, you say one and then I'll say one and then we'll go back. Okay, I feel like we're going to have a lot of saying. My first one is Drew. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she is one of my, well, you you just explain why, and then I'll explain. Okay, well, first of all, she is a great model Love for <laughs> um, Christian relationships, yeah. um, and she's not scared to show it yes. um, on social media, because I know it can be very difficult, especially in the TikTok world, to mm-hmm. um, branch out and be a vocal Christian, yeah. um, especially with it being easy to slander others on TikTok. You can get hate, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but also, she's just so such a cute little human. She is literally she's adorable. Precious. Okay, so she's actually, I mean, not that I'm ranking them in a specific order, but she's going to be my second one. Um, but yeah, she is just like, she's so adorable. And I, I know, if you don't know who we're talking about, it's Drew Basham. Now it's Basham. Now it's Basham. It was, oh, I don't remember what her, what her maiden name would be. I don't know. <laughs> but if you watch her like we do, we waited on that wedding for forever. Yep. And I love, like, seeing her be like so happy and excited to be like a serving wife and I just I love that yeah. and to see her um thriving yeah just see, just to see her about she's so positive I'm like I want, I want to be that positive um but I think my number one favorite tiktoker can you guess Maya yes my favorite Maya and Scout and Violet they are my favorite like I will literally go on TikTok and go onto my following and look and see if she's posted yet with the babies like when she wakes them up in the morning she's like hi and then they can talk now well they can't talk now but like they wave they wave um sometimes they'll say hi or they'll say mama we sound so creepy. I don't. I don't just like stalk this woman, but like I love her TikTok, so her TikToks, and keeping up with the um, the babies, and they're like taking steps now. I know it's they're so cute. Up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's so my sad. number one. Ooh, who who my number three be? I have no I forgot idea. My num- I forgot my number three. Wait, was that your number two, Maya? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, gosh, who was, I had it in my head. Who was my number three? Some like are honorable mentions. Um, do you know Keon? Keon, he, the, I don't know his last name, that's really his, his, um, his handle name is Keon, but he is uh-huh. so funny, <laughs> I don't, let me know if you guys listen to him, but he is so funny, um, I don't know, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, um, I can't, oh, I like, who? um, Hunter and Devin, who is that, they're, a, they're another Christian couple that, really? um, are on TikTok, oh, she's like really country, I haven't heard of them. Devin's the girl. Oh, and um, Summer Ford. I like oh, her, Summer too. Ford's I didn't too. hear of her until you told me about her. Really? Yeah. But I started following her, and I love watching her, like, makeup routines and stuff. I'll watch those. And she, and she is, like, so confident in herself, too. And she owns, like, her seasons. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. So she's another favorite. But I follow – a lot of the people I follow are very similar, like, Christian couples. Yeah. Um, Lots of motivational <laughs> speakers and stuff, but yeah, yeah, those yeah. are my favorites. You have Same. any more? No, no. All right, guys. Well, we are gonna go ahead and get right into the episode and the phone call with Alyssa because it's probably gonna be a long episode. Um, but it's so so good and so powerful, and we definitely um think God can speak to you and he because he definitely spoke to us in this phone call. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get right into it. Okay, guys, we are going to go ahead and jump right into the questions. So, as we said earlier, we have Alyssa here with us. And so, Alyssa, our first question for you is, tell us your story. Um, So, how did you come to know the Lord? How you met your current boyfriend? Some people that might have helped you along the way. Just your story and who you are and what you're about. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's not super, super crazy. I mean, I think it's kind of the basic, um, you know, Christian story where you you grew up in church and everything and you you know your dad kind of raised you up in the church and everything and he took you to church and you had Christian friends um I will say that um my parents got divorced when I was one and so we ended up moving cities and that's how it ended up in my hometown Vian Oklahoma and um growing up with a single dad is not 
usually what people uh, think. They think that you grew up with a single mom. But I have two sisters, so my dad was a single dad of three. And he did his best. Um, I love that man to death. He totally, totally, um, you know, made me into the person I am today. I love that man to death. Um, anyways, he, you know, he definitely worked, um, like an hour and a half, two hours away. So it was me and my sisters a lot of the time. So he would drag us to church whenever he could. But other than that, it was definitely, um, me and my sisters, but my sisters eventually moved out and they chose their own path, which was probably not the best path they could have chosen. So it was me and my dad for a very, very long time. And I found myself so alone all the time. So, of course, that's where your friends come in. And I have the two best friends in the whole world. They, their names are Casey and Kylie. Um, they're twins. And they are like, from the outside, it would look like they're the picture-perfect family. I mean, they go to church. Their dad is now the pastor of a church. Um, I mean, they were... Um, they, you can just tell like God put them in my life for a reason. They are so, so important to me and I love them to death. Um, one of them is actually married and one of them is getting married, but if it wasn't for them, I probably definitely wouldn't be who I am today or where I'm at today. Because I mean, the saying, you know, you are who your friends are is so important and it's so true. So, um, you know, even though my dad was gone a lot of the time, I found myself alone. You know, I would stay at my house all the time by myself and everything. But um, I think it was being alone was really hard. You know, not having any siblings in the house. Um, you know, your friends get busy and everything. But I found myself being alone a ton. But that's all right. Um, still, we did our best and everything. But um like I said, I grew up in the church. I knew who, Je well, I, I say that I knew of Jesus. I knew what he was about. I knew the Bible, um, kind of, <laughs> but it wasn't until I was 16 years old that I truly found Jesus for myself. You know, my friends would always drag me to church and they would, um, drag me to Wednesday night church and they were so good for me and to me and their family was so good to me. But, um, you know, truthfully, I truly think that Satan attacked me at such a young age. And I don't know if many people can say that. I'm sure a lot of people can. But you look back on your life and you see, oh my gosh, you know, Satan was attacking me at such a young age. And I'm, I'm seeing that now. Um, I struggled really bad at a young age. I saw things I shouldn't have seen. And I knew things somehow without even seeing anything and without ever hearing anything. I knew um, I struggled with a porn addiction all the time growing up from such a young age. And that's why it was so hard to be alone all the time because I was left alone with my thoughts and my feelings and my emotions. And I was left alone seeing these things, but all that to say, I was struggling so bad with this and I felt so alone all the time. I couldn't tell my friends. How can you tell your friends that you're struggling with this? It's such an awkward thing. But I found myself at 16 crying out to Jesus and being like, Jesus, what am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. Can you save me? Can you heal me? Like, where do I go from here? So it was like a definitely come to Jesus moment, like crying out and seeking the Lord. And um, I mean, I wouldn't change that for the world, even though it was as hard as that was. I mean, that's that is what made me who I am. And I can tell you that I'm finally free of that addiction, which is amazing. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Um, but it's so amazing. And um, going through that and 
having to do deal with all that loneliness and the struggle and the addiction and all of those many, many things, I wouldn't be who I am and I wouldn't have my testimony that I do. But being alone comes with guys and dating and being in the dating world and how do you date as a Christian. And so after I found my walk with God and I was like, I know who Jesus is. I know, um, I know who God is and how he's working in my life, still battling addiction. But at the same time, I'm alone all the time, still going to school and everything. But that means you find yourself talking to guys. And, um, I really, really found myself depending on, um, what a guy would would tell me what a guy would say about me. And that's not good, but that is kind of what happened. But um, fast forward to kind of, it's kind of my very, very short story because I know that there's going to be a lot more questions about relationships and everything and we can get into that. But fast forward to how I met my current boyfriend is um, I got out of a horrible relationship with a guy. A guy I should not have been in a relationship with at all because he was... Not the best guy, but um, I'm sure we all find ourselves in a relationship like that. Um, It wasn't until after that that um, I just truly felt my heartstrings being pulled on and God was like calling me back to him and saying, "Uh uh-uh, this is not what we're going to do. So kind of a funny story is, um, so my dad and I, we grew up with just each other pretty much. Um, My whole life, it was just me and my dad. Well, God is so good and he works things out so perfectly that um, my dad actually found someone two months before I met Blake. And how that happens, I don't know, because if it was, if, if my dad found someone, like I had someone a whole year before I found someone, I would have felt so alone. I would have been like, what the heck is going on? My dad has someone and I'm so sad. And if I would have found somebody and he wouldn't have had anybody, not only would I not have been able to go out and do things because he's a single dad and protective, but he would have felt so alone and he would have felt so sad. So that was perfect in itself. But um, I was in this singleness stage because God truthfully called me to singleness after my um, breakup with my ex. And it wasn't until I went to, um, I met my dad's now wife, um, uh, Mindy, And I was talking to her about my ex and everything. Well, she took me to church, a Wednesday night church service. And so we ended up going to this service. And before we walk in, she says, hey, sis, I want to tell you that I've been really praying about your future husband. And I said, don't say that. You're going to jinx it. (laughs) And she was like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So we get into the church service and everything. And it was like October, I think, of 2019. And we go into this church service. No, maybe it wasn't October. I don't remember. Maybe it was like September. I can't remember. I just turned 20, 19. I don't remember. Anyways, it was sometime in that time frame, like a few months before 2019 ended. And the whole church service was about um, giving God the last few months of this year before 2020 comes. And 2020 is like 2020 vision. Like you're going to get your 2020 vision of 2020. And um, it was all about giving God these last few months and he's going to change your life. And so the pastor was praying and everything. And there was kind of an altar hall, but I kind of stayed in my seat. And the pastor was praying and he was just saying, you know, um, God's just telling me that there's something that's been on your heart. There's something that's been on your mind. And that if you would just give him the rest of this year, he'll give you the rest of your life. 
And so I truthfully was like, okay, God. And like in that moment, God like was telling me, like, you know what you are desiring. And he said, I understand that. But give me the rest of these months. Like I could just feel that was so for me. That message was so for me. And so he told me um, that night at that church, you know, stop talking to guys. You, you got to stop talking to guys because this is not who I called you to be. And this is not what I want you to do. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I ended up going to the gym that night with my friend, Casey, one of the twins that I grew up with. And, um, I told her, I said, you know, all of those years of you telling me to sow a seed and to have faith in God about finding my future husband. She was like, yeah. I said, well, I'm finally listening to you. <laughs> I said, I'm finally going to take your advice because God spoke to me tonight and he told me not to talk to guys, um, not to talk to them, not to give them time of day and to just truly find myself in God, let him um, renew my soul and renew my spirit and to truthfully find him. And I want to say it's a few weeks or months later after that. And that was the best time of my life. Oh my goodness. Um, that was the absolute best time of my life because it truthfully made me, I found joy. You know, if you are, you're good, you know, you find happiness, you find happiness in little things, but true joy from the Lord is just amazing. And I can still bring myself back to those days and be like, oh my goodness, I had so much joy because it was just me and Jesus. And, um, I truthfully, I loved those days because it was just me and him. And I found who God is, what he is about, who I am. I found myself it's, it's so crazy. I found out who I was, who Alyssa is, who I made to be, what the call of my life is. And um, it wasn't until one day, um, and to preface all this, he's in the town next to mine, which is 10 minutes away, which I did not know. I knew his sister. I hung out with his sister twice. Um, and I had no idea he existed. My dad dated his cousin's mom, and I've known his cousins for years and years and years. Um all of these things, like we were around each other all the time, but I guess we just never noticed. Long story short, um, I had so many Snapchats, so many Instagram DMs, and so many messages that I never replied. And that's not me patting myself on the back. I mean, pretty much all those messages were from Tinder because I was on lots of dating apps um, previously. But um, one day I get a message from this guy and his name looks so familiar. And I was like, what in the world is going on? So I, of course I click on his name and I saw his last name and I was like, that looks so familiar. So I scroll down, I see Briley, which is his sister's name. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Briley has a brother. What in the world's going on? Um, and oh, sorry, he didn't send me a message yet. That was him following me. And that's whenever I followed him back. I was like, oh my goodness, we follow hundreds of the same people. Yeah, of course I'll follow him. No problem. Well, then a few weeks pass or a few days pass and he sends me a message and it was something, you know, corny or whatever, like, um, like, oh, hey, this is who I am. You know, I just got out of a breakup kind of thing. He's looking to meet new friends. Something so cheesy. But, <laughs> but I saw his message. And with every other guy, it, I mean, whenever you know, you know, and that peace of God that just like comes over you in that moment, it's so crazy. But with any other guy, I never felt, you know, at peace or I didn't, nothing came over me, nothing like that. But I looked at his message and I was like, I didn't even open it yet. And I was like, do I open this? 
do I even reply to this guy? Like, what's going on? But even up to that point with any other guy, I never had the urge to want to reply. And so in that moment, it was like on my heart, the Holy Spirit just kind of said, it's okay. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. We're doing pretty good by ourselves, aren't we? And um, so I went ahead and I opened it and I just kind of read his whole message. And the peace that I felt that it was like amazing how peaceful I was um, up until this point. I was like, oh my goodness, why do I feel so at peace with this? So I went ahead and replied and um, we kind of just said like one or two messages back and forth. And then we ended up exchanging Snapchats and numbers. And um, to fast forward, um, like a few days later, we ended up meeting for the first time. And um, I told my dad about him. And I said, Dad, I I really want to go and meet this guy. And he was like, what in the world? No, you're not going. And I'm like, Dad, I'm 19 years old. I'm about to be 20. Like, or no, I wasn't. No, just you're 19. Yeah. Dad, I'm 19 years old. You got to let me go. And he was like, I'm not letting you go, especially it's raining outside. I'm like, Dad, you've got to let me go. He was like not having it. He did not want me to go meet this guy. And um, this is where God comes into play. Because if it wasn't for Mindy, my dad's now wife, um, if it would have just been my dad, he would not have let me go to see Blake. But Mindy came in and she was like, um, Derek, you let her go. You do not let her stay in the house. You better let her go and see this boy. And so she was still on my side and it's such a God thing because if it wasn't for her and her dating my dad, Lord knows what could have happened. So I ended up going. And when I tell you that I was so at peace still, and there was a saying that I have heard my whole life and it has been, don't date a guy that makes you have butterflies and that makes you nervous. Date a guy that makes you feel at peace and that you're so comfortable with him. The first time I met him, I I haven't even called. We haven't even heard each other's voices. We probably talked three days and then we met. And um, I called him and I was like, hey, like, where where are you at? He was staying in like some dorms up here at the college. And um, he, oh my gosh, he was the most hick person I've ever met. And oh my (laughs) gosh, I thought he was the most attractive thing in that moment. And so he's telling me where he was at and whenever I met him, I was so at peace. I felt entirely myself. And I mean, I think it was for that season of singleness, learning who I was, learning who I had had to be confident in who God made me. So I think that was a reason, but also because he's my person. And so I felt extremely 110% confident and comfortable around this man. And, um, I used to write a lot back in the day and I wrote a letter to my future husband and this was back in 2018. So a whole year before I even knew Blake existed, I wrote a letter to my future husband. And one of the things in that letter, it's kind of cringy, but I wanted him to be the most hickest guy, the most country guy. And I even wrote that in the letter. Um, And so that was one of the things. And anyways, like in that letter, I just kind of wrote about how I didn't have a mom growing up. So I wanted his mom to welcome me in with open arms and to be the mom I never had. And that is exactly what I have now. His mom is everything to me. And so now I have two moms. I have now my mom now who is married to my dad. And then I have his mom, Robin. So that's kind of how Blake and I met, which is amazing. And he has just shown me every day that he is just amazing and that he's God. He's God's gift to me. And I love that. But some people that have helped me along the way to answer your last question would definitely be, my dad, um, 
man, that my dad is so everything to me. Um, he is the man. I mean, he is the expose of what I want. I don't know if I'm using that word right, but it sounded good. <laughs> of what I wanted my future husband to be, seeing how my dad cared for me and my sisters and seeing how my dad cared for women and protecting us and wanting us to be everything. And he supported us during everything. Oh my gosh, that is my number one person. We are still so close to this day. Um, and I'm the youngest, so we definitely have a super, super special bond. But it would also be um, definitely my two best friends back home. Um, the ones that if it wasn't for them, I would not be who I am today. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. And um, I think that's, that's, that's pretty much it. There's a few more people in there, but the three basic people in my life that have definitely helped me along the way would be um, those people. Also, to make, I know this is a very, very long story, but um, another person, to make a very long story short, her name is Miss Beth. Um, she, whenever I first got to my hometown school in Vianne, um, my dad was a single dad who worked ton, a ton, a ton, two hours away, an hour and a half away, whatever. Um, I was four years old. She's my kindergarten teacher. Um, and he walked into my class my first day and was like, listen, I'm a single dad raising three girls. I need a babysitter. Um, if you know of anybody, let me know. She stepped up to the job and she pretty much halfway like raised me along with my dad and didn't even know us, had no idea who we were, just some random people walking into the school. She took on that job and she is an amazing woman of God because if it wasn't for her, who knows where me and my sisters would would be at right now. So also definitely her because that never happens. You never just say, I don't know you, but yeah, sure, I'll watch your kids. So anyways, that's just another person that definitely has changed my life for definitely the better. Wow, well, that is a very powerful testimony, and I love how, like, real and raw you kept it, um, while also being, like, very positive and, like, thanking God for where he's taking you and the blessings that he's given you. I absolutely love that. One thing that I think was one of the most powerful to me is the fact that you recognized whenever um, you were talking about your childhood growing up, um, Satan attacking you from a young age. Um, uh -huh. I love how you pointed that out because I think um, even now, like us and um, other Christians, like we tend to blame that on God saying that like, why did God let that happen to, you, to me? Like, why did God do that? And I love the fact that you pointed out that was like, those are were Satan's attacks, like that was yes. something that was like to be blamed on God. And I, I love that. Um, and then a question that I had was when you said you were going through your season of singleness and um, you truly found joy in the Lord. Can you just describe that like a little bit more, like what that felt like, how you kind of not like took steps towards finding it, but what are some things that you kind of did? Like, did you um, write your prayers down? Did you do anything specific? Um, I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah. So for sure. Um, during like that time of singleness, um, which like I say, I tell this to everybody now, um, you know, to, to not look at it as a bad thing. And whenever you go into singleness, I feel like so many times we're like, Oh my gosh, this is awful. I hate my life. Why can't I find my future husband and all these things, which it's not fun. 
but God makes it fun because God is, God's hilarious. God is fun. He is joy. He is everything. And so, um, during that time, I think I started out and mine might feel like a little bit different than others only because God like so told me to go into this um, season. And so it wasn't like just like sprung upon me in a way that I didn't know it was going to be a time of singleness. Like God told me you're, this is your time. Yeah, this is what you need to do. So I definitely did. And a few things that I, I enjoy worship. That is my thing. I love worshiping. So I found myself um, just putting on praise and worship music all the time and just singing and crying out to the Lord. Um, And honestly, not talking to any guys was like the best thing because of course, there's times where you feel lonely. Of course, there's times where you are alone with your thoughts. And like, that's like the worst thing possible for me. But it that's where I found myself just alone. But in those moments, you're so often found and met there with God. And you can just sit there and talk to him. And so that's what I did. I just started talking to God. And I started um, listening to worship music. And truly, um, those are the things I did. I listened to worship music. I read my Bible. Um And I started talking to Jesus like he's my best friend. And the relationship that we had just started growing and growing and growing. And I mean, um, I really wish that I would have written more things down and documented so many more things. So I have all of these little things that I can show people and um, give to people. So I don't have to like think of it off the top of my head. But I so wish I would have done that looking back now. But truthfully, it's just sitting down with God and telling him about your day and telling him about your fears and all the little things and all the big things. Like he is just your absolute best friend. And with that, God just overwhelmed me with joy because I was like a little kid after his heart. And that's what's so important. I feel like we make, and it is, don't get me wrong, the Bible can be, and God and Jesus can be so complicated, but you know, the Bible talks about that childlike love, like going after Jesus, like you are a child. And that is truthfully what I was doing. I was like running after God with everything in me, like nothing else mattered. And I just found that childlike love with God. And the joy from that, you know, is just amazing. And it's just crazy. It's something that you just really can't even describe how, like you can describe happiness, I guess, but joy is just the joy of the Lord is just amazing. And I want everyone to experience that and to get a, a little, um, a little bit of that every day. Cause it's amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, we had a second question on here, but I think like between your testimony and then the question that I just asked, it was kind of like already answered pretty much. And it was, um, <laughs> so we're going to skip that one. I'm going to let Manali go ahead and just read the next question. If that's okay with you. Yeah. So our next question is, I have seen that God calls us to step out of our comfort zone a lot during our seasons of waiting. So what did that look like for you? And how did you battle with any fear or anxiety that came with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, Another thing I really struggled with growing up was anxiety. Um, Man, I had anxiety attacks all the time growing up. Um, I didn't know it was a thing until it just randomly happened one day. but yeah, to speak on your, your first part of your question, um, the thing that got me out of my comfort zone was being by myself and being alone because growing up, that was something that I hated. I hated being alone. 
which I found myself so often because not only in times of being alone did I find I was doing things I shouldn't be doing and that I was looking at things I shouldn't have looked at, um, that I was texting all these guys, I was Snapchatting all these random people that I've never even met before, um, but I was left alone with my, with my thoughts and, you know, Satan will start talking to you um, whenever you're alone and whenever you're already at an all-time low you know, Satan will find you and he'll just start telling you. And this is what I think so many girls struggle with so often is our thoughts, whether we're, well, I'm not skinny enough and I don't look like her and my cheekbones aren't high enough. And well, my hair needs to be dyed and my eyes are too brown. I wish they were blue. You know, we start finding ourselves in this, this circle, this chaos, and it just spirals down from there. And so I just truly hated being alone. And that was such a dark time for me growing up that whenever God called me to singleness and to aloneness, I looked at that starting out as such a a dark place. I already looked at that as, God, I don't want to be there. I don't want to do this because when I'm alone, that's whenever bad things happen. Um, you know, and that's why I found myself so often before this time of singleness talking to all these guys on dating apps, on Instagram, on Snapchat, because they gave me attention and they kept me company when I didn't want to be alone. They distracted me from my thoughts and, you know, they made me feel so worthy and they told me all these things that I wanted to hear. And so when God called me to this season of singleness and not talking to guys in general, I had to learn how to be okay with myself and how to be alone and who I was and who God is. And so that totally um, stepped me out of my comfort zone. And that was crucial for me because I definitely needed to know how to be alone as does everybody because I feel like so many girls can relate to being alone at night and scrolling through TikTok and not doing anything, which is many people can relate to, or just texting random guys that don't really mean anything and just having them fill this void inside of them, you know, this emptiness because they they can't find their confidence in the Lord and they can't find their their strength and who they are and their identity in the Lord. So that was like the first part of your question I asked right? That was the first part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, and so the second part of your question, I think had to do with fear and anxiety. Yeah. How you dealt with it. Um, you know, I, like I said, I grew up, that was a huge thing in my life was fear and anxiety. And it still is. I still battle with worry and doubt and anxiety and fear all the time. But as time went on, you know, I found so much joy and freedom from not having to rely on boys for comfort, for attention, for reassurance, all of these things. Um, So I found all that in Jesus. And I think that's truly amazing how he can turn something so bad and something I totally hated into something so good. Um, You know, um, Jesus just so knew what he was doing. And although I did have fear going into singleness, you know, somehow God turned that into faith and into joy and into peace and all of a sudden, all that pressure to look good so guys would hit on me and all the pressure of saying the right thing so that they would keep talking to me and all the pressure to look good and to be skinny and all of these things so I could be with other girls all faded away because I just started to find myself in Jesus because he is enough. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
I am so glad that I'm not alone in the <laughs> when it's late at night and you're scrolling mm-hmm. through TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> yes. Actually, um, not too long ago, I put a screen time on my phone, and I think I only told Manali. I was like, "Hey, if you need me after eleven o'clock, <laughs> like I'm sorry, it's just gonna have to wait because at eleven o'clock my phone is turning off because I know that after that I will stay on social media, I'll stay on TikTok, yes. and then that is definitely when the enemy likes to attack me the most, and my thoughts is late at night so I'm very glad I'm not alone I think a lot of girls are yeah. alone in that but um, yes for sure no I don't have any questions but I was just gonna say you did a really good job at um shedding some light on such like because I think um seasons of waiting can have a very negative connotation mm-hmm. around it especially with most girls having a fear of being alone and how to deal with loneliness so you I really appreciate you doing a good job on uh, making it positive. Well, thank you. I mean, I, whenever someone asks me, I get a lot of questions about, you know, I don't want to be alone. I want to find my future husband. I'm like, you have to be okay with being alone. Mm-hmm. You have to, or else like it, it's just not going to happen. And I just tell so many people truly, truly just dive into your season of singleness, get the most out of it because you're going to find so much of who you are, who Jesus is and who he's called you to be. And I think that's so important. And I loved every minute of it. I'm so glad God put me through that because I wouldn't change anything. It was amazing. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've actually, I know this is random and you both probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but I've been listening to a new podcast. <laughs> I love podcasts. I'm a podcast junkie. Um, <laughs> but I think it's from Vu Church. I don't, I'm not really sure if that's how you pronounce it, but his name is um, Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. And one quote that he said in one of the episodes stuck with me. He was like, I believe you're born a single person. You have to live your life as a single person and you die as a single person. Meaning like regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not, you still have to be like single and secure, like in yourself and who you yes. are as a person, because that's what, that's what we're called to do. Like we are born an individual and we die an individual and that's just how it's supposed to be um but I actually our listeners don't know what that second question was that we skipped and um if you guys end up following Alyssa on TikTok (laughs) she had a video (laughs) that explained um I think it was one where you said it was the one where you talked about how you took a break from like talking to boys and all that and um yes I remember watching it because I was going through kind of like a rough patch myself and I remember texting Manali and I told her I was like I just saw this TikTok of a girl who is taking a break from boys and I was like I'm about to do that I said I'm doing that right now and I've done it ever since and it's been it's, it's like it's kind of like difficult like it's not super easy but it's mm-hmm. been like so great already because you're not like trying to fill yourself up with like empty conversations just to like for comfort and to cover up yes. the loneliness that you're feeling so I think any girl who's listening to this right now, if you find yourself in a similar situation, like 100% do that, like, you know, cut off any kind of useless or worthless conversations that you're only using for comfort. Um, yes. Is what I would say. But yeah, but that was just something that I wanted to add in there. <laughs> no, and I love it. I mean, there's, we can all testify that, you know, being alone isn't something we enjoy. We don't, we want to have somebody, we want to have friends and family and relationships and, community that I mean that's what we're about we're humans we love that but at the same time you know at the end of the day all we have is ourselves and Jesus you know so um like you what you said was spot on you know we come into the world single we're single here on earth and then we die single like you have to be okay with yourself and that is so hard in this day and age 
with everything that's going on around us because so often I see it everywhere on social media. People don't like being alone and I understand it. But at the end of the day, that's who you're alone with is yourself and your thoughts. So you've got to learn how to be okay with yourself. You've got to learn, um, you know, truthfully who God calls you to be. And, you know, the Bible tells you those things, you know, read your Bible and really get into it and start learning who Jesus is and who he's called you to be because it tells you in there. And I think it's super important. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. You have to learn how to be by yourself. Um, Yes. And then for the next question, we're going to ask, what is some relationship advice you learned to take with you from being single? And how do you navigate the battle of loneliness and keeping the devil from talking in your ear? Which I know you kind of answered that second part, but um, definitely like more of that first part. um, Like what's just some relationship advice you'd give? Yeah, for sure. Um, There's definitely a few things that come to mind. Um, My dad growing up would always tell me, so this definitely definitely spoke to me through my season of singleness, but also um, it speaks to me every day because my dad would always say, confusion is not from God. Um, God is not the author of confusion is what the Bible says. And so anytime I was faced with a trial or tribulation, my dad would always say, God is not the author of confusion. And I was like, oh, you're so right. You're so good. So that's definitely something that uh, helped me in my, my season of singleness. Um, that, I mean, it was everything, you know, if it's from God, it comes with peace. And I was so at peace during that season. And even up until I first met Blake, I was so at peace. You know, if it comes from God, it comes with peace. And that is why, I mean, when I tell you, when I first met him on our first phone call, our first everything, it came with peace. And I think that was so important, especially in my life, but maybe to other people's life, you know, God is not the author of confusion. So if you're confused, you know, it's not from God. Um, you know, uh, I, have, I have some notes here to keep myself on track. So if you hear me um, going, uh, I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> so I have here, um, you know, it's so easy to, I still struggle with it all the time when it comes to worry and doubt, um, how to navigate it, I guess. Um, the confusion and, you know, different obstacles and battles and everything. But I think we kind of already touched on this, but it's so easy to distract yourself with social media, you know, our thoughts and our struggles. Um, The devil is always trying to tell me who I am. And I think he does that with every single one of us. He always pops up in our ear and is trying to tell us who we are. And he calls us by our sin, you know, and he tells us all these things, you know, Jesus really doesn't love you, you know, Oh, you're, you're doing that. Yeah. Well, that's not what Jesus would do. So, Yep, you just need to not talk to him because he's not happy with you. You know, he just plays this game with you. And um, during my season of singleness, um, he would try to do these things. But more often than not, when I was reading my Bible, when I was listening to worship music, when I was talking to my Jesus, um, it was so easy for me to just to be like, no, dude, go away. <laughs> like, get out of here. And I think it's so important because whenever we're not in our word, whenever we're not reading our Bible and listening to worship music and being, uh, around, you know, people that are going to encourage us, then it's so easy for the devil to sneak in. But whenever we are reading our Bible, whenever we are listening to our worship music and hanging around the right people, then it's so easy to hear Satan and be like, dude, no, what the heck is going on? I know that's definitely you. So go away. Um, don't get me wrong. I still struggle with this all the time. Um, he'll definitely try to pop in. And I mean, don't get me wrong. He still wins sometimes because I find myself so often, oh, why don't, I look, why don't I look like her? Oh, my insecurities are so bad. 
man, I should have went to the gym today. Man, now I'm going to look like this. So it's definitely still a form of that. And I definitely still struggle. But when it comes to other areas of my life, I just so realize, okay, this is definitely Satan trying to pop in my ear, trying to pop in my mind. I do not need this right now. So I just rebuke you. You know what I mean? And I think it's so easy just to, whenever you're reading your Bible, whenever you are um, definitely in tune with God and always speaking to him, it's so easy to spot those things more often than not. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sorry. Manali is over here looking at her energy drink can, and she was trying, <laughs> she was trying to figure out how many calories are in it. <laughs> so I was just looking at her like, what are you doing? She's probably bouncing off the walls over there, and she's trying to see how much <laughs> caffeine is in it. She's also she's a little ADHD, too. <laughs> um, but no, I absolutely love what you said about that. I think a lot of people, a lot of girls are going to benefit from that, um, just kind of like summarizing what you said, you know, um, even though the devil might try to attack you and definitely he uses your thoughts and your feelings, um, we can battle that with truth and with God's word. Um, and that's the best way to kind of battle that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely something else that helped me through that. I saw, um, this quote one time and it was, you know, along the lines of your feelings are not reality. You know, what God's word is, God's word is truth. But just because you feel a certain way doesn't make it a reality. And so I even had a few messages on Instagram I was answering tonight. And every single one of those messages tonight were, well, I feel like this. I feel like God's upset with me. I feel like God doesn't want to talk to me. God's not listening. God's not here. Um, All of these things. And I'm, I mean, that was me. That was so me. And I still, sometimes I get that way. Um, God, like, are you still here? (laughs) God, are you still listening to me? Um, but I, I, that was so me, like, God, are you so upset with me? Like, do you not want to talk to me? And that is one of the ways that Satan will get to you. And he got to me like that all the time. Um, especially like living in sin and struggling with certain things, Satan would so do that to me. And so it's so important to know, um, for everyone, um, that just because you feel a certain way doesn't make it reality. Just because you feel like God isn't listening doesn't it, doesn't make it true. Just because you feel like God isn't there doesn't make it true because he's always there. He's always listening. He's right by your side. He's cheering you on. And so many times I found myself thinking, oh my gosh, God, you are not happy with me. You hate me. You know, all of these things. And it's so not true. But that is one way that Satan will so get to you. And I hate that people struggle with that. Cause I still do that sometimes, but God is so with you and God is so on your side and he's cheering you on. He wants you to win. Um, he loves you so much and he cares for you so much. You know, you're his child. Um, why wouldn't he want you to win? Why wouldn't he, why wouldn't he want you to succeed? So that's another piece of advice. I would definitely, uh, that definitely took me through that season and takes me through life is just because I feel a certain way. Doesn't make it a reality that goes for every relationship too. Just because you feel like your dad hates you doesn't make it a reality. You know what I mean? No, yeah, absolutely. Preach, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You have an alley over here like, yes. Did you have something that you wanted to ask or no? No, I was just going to say that, like, um, it's a good reminder to, like, refresh how easy it is. Like, I mean, obviously, in the pits of doubt, it doesn't seem Mm -hmm. very easy to get out of that by just worshiping or just reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. But, like, it is that easy just to start putting on some um, truth or reading some truth to get out of that pits of doubt. So, I think 
No, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, there are times literally, like, I'll be crying because I feel, like, so defeated and so upset, but I'm going to be in my car, and I'm going to have worship music on, and I might feel <laughs> so sad, and I might feel like God's not listening, but that those are the moments where we need truth the most to remind us yes. that God is with us. Like, I have a little little prayer journal in my room, and I literally was, like, crying one night, but I was <laughs> writing my prayer in it at the same time saying, God, you are good, because he is, but it's just funny he because, is. like, you know, you don't have to feel like on fire for Jesus at every moment of every day to go and talk to him and, Mm -hmm. um, and everything like he wants you in your broken moments. He wants you in your tears and in your doubt. Like that's when, that's when he wants to draw near to you and wants to meet you where you're at. So yes, 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 yes. yes. That is so important. I think so many times we try to clean ourselves up and then we go to God, but go to him in the moment, go to him right then, right there. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, exactly. That's such good advice. Um, Manalia is going to read us, I think, our last question, unless we come up with more questions, which we normally do. (laughs) So for our last one, we have, if you could have done one thing differently or additionally during your season of waiting or singleness, what would you do? So I I try to think on this question quite a bit, Um, you know, because truthfully, I don't think I would have done anything different. I truthfully don't because... If it would have went any different, I wouldn't be where I'm at. And I, I don't want to think that way. Like, oh, if I would have done this or if I would have done this, you know, I, I truthfully am so thankful for that season. So thankful for the outcome that happened and all of the, the heartache that I went through and all of the amazing, amazing moments and opportunities and experiences I had from that season of singleness. The one thing I could think of that I would have changed, and I already said it, was I wish I would have documented more. I wish I would have written things down. I really wish I would have, um, you know, put my questions in a journal and then answered them later when God answered them. I wish I would have documented my struggles and what was going on when I first met Blake. I mean, I know when I first met Blake, but what was going through my brain? How did God, you know, lead me through this season? I wish I would have documented more so I could have more um, advice and more, um, um, trying to think of the word, more advice and like more um, wisdom to give people during their time of singleness and waiting and how to, you know, not find the one because God gives you the one, but like how to navigate the ones that aren't the one. So I really wish I would have documented more. Oh yeah. That's a, that's great advice. Cause I, um, I got one of my prayer journals whenever I graduated high school. So that was, oh gosh, 2022 years ago. That's so <laughs> Um, but yeah, and ever since then, like I've been writing prayers just kind of like periodically. I try, I try to do it a few times a month. And I um, recently have started going back because, I mean, my mom and obviously Manali are the people that I go to the most. Um, mm-hmm. And my mom had reminded me long ago, like, go back and read the prayers and see how God worked in your life. Like when you were doubting and I did and I went back and that was the truth that had reminded me that, um, look, you were here. And look at how your prayer shifted. Look at how, you know, different your prayers look now. And I saw how God worked. I even saw whenever I wasn't writing in my prayer journal as much. I could see how, like, oh, I kind of struggled in this season of life. And I didn't think that I did. But I was not coming to God in prayer hardly at all. Um, So I think that's great advice to to go back and write in your prayer journal and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I truly, I mean, even, like, looking back on life, I 
definitely wish I would have documented. But even when I realize you look back on your life, you're like, man, I feel like I really haven't changed or I really haven't done this or this. And then you look back on your life and you're like, oh my goodness, I was a totally different person. I was totally doing things I shouldn't have done. And look at where I'm at now. You know, God truly does work and he truly does save and uh, redirect and totally flip your life around. It's crazy. 100%. Do you have any questions for Mm-mm. No, um, I had one very last one, um, and then we can wrap it up or whatever. But if you just want to briefly, um, answer this one, but I was just curious, um, just because I know we haven't talked about your boyfriend Blake very much, and I wanted to incorporate him <laughs> in here too because, um, I love like seeing God's, um, God's glory being shown like in your testimony and after your season of waiting and stuff. Um, how did you kind of know that? Um, Blake was more of a man of God instead of a boy because I think that can be so hard at our um, day and age that um, like it, it's just it's, it can just be kind of confusing to navigate yes. but I was just curious as to did you could you tell a difference um, and how did you know the difference and everything like that yeah for sure um, so definitely one of the things was I wrote a prayer to my future husband kind of like a prayer to God as well and he like (laughs) checked off a lot of those boxes and so I was like okay God you do listen and okay you're taking something so small but turning it into something huge um another thing was our first interaction like I said 110% completely comfortable we talked about every little thing in our life and it was insane amazing how (laughs) we were just spot on in every little thing but the bigger picture was um, he's never pressured me into anything. And I think in today's day and age, whenever, especially in 2022, it's so easy for people to get pressured into it, into everything. And he's never done that to me ever. And that was so important. Um, I never have had to drag him to church or anything. He's always just been so willing and wanting to go. And oh my goodness, the other night, I will tell you, he warms my heart to death. I already posted it on my TikTok, but he was throwing up. He like food poisoning and he was vomiting <laughs> everywhere. Bless his heart. It just makes me laugh. And he like went into his room and I was like, are you okay? And he was like, well, you just put me on some praise and worship music. It helps calm me down. And oh my goodness, that just made my heart so warm. And I was like, of course I can put you on some praise and worship music. And, um, I will tell you, we did butt heads because I am so vibrant with my relationship with God. I'm like, Oh, I will tell you anything you want to know. Let me tell you. And he just wasn't like that. And I was like, dude, what is wrong with you? Why aren't you like telling me anything? And, um, it wasn't until, cause I really struggled with him. I was like, I just feel like we're not on the same page. Like what is going on with you? And he made it seem to me in such a way that I understood, but I was like, well, my relationship with God is like this, you know, I do this, 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 and this, and this. And he was like, okay, but you, I do some of those things too, but I don't do, I don't have to be exactly like you in my relationship with God. We're unique. And I was like, what do you mean you're unique? You know, like, tell me. And, um, he's in optometry school. So just to preface that, um, he's like, you know, I see God, God's work and God's beauty through, um, you know, seeing how the body is made. Like whenever I learn something new about the eye and how the eye works, I see 
how important and how amazing God is and how he, in, in, I don't know how to say this word, intricately, 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 yeah. <laughs> there you go, got it, intricately um, designed the eye and how this part connects with this part, but it makes this work. And he said, I see that and I'm so in awe of how beautiful God is. And he's a duck hunter so and he's a massive, massive, massive hunter, my goodness. And he'll go out and go duck hunting and he's like, oh my gosh, God is so good. Did you see the sun rise this morning? Oh my goodness. Like he, like the things that he thinks of, I don't think of. And the things that I do, like he doesn't do, it's like we compliment each other. And so, and that was so important in my life. Cause I'm like, dude, why aren't you doing these things? Why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z? And he's like, Alyssa, I don't have to do the, the same things that you do to have a relationship with God. And in that moment, whenever he was telling me that th- those things, I was like, too stunned to speak because I was like, you're so right. Because if we were all the same, it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be interesting, you know? And so that was one of the other things that I was like, oh my goodness. And so I feel like whenever you find the one and you, you can definitely tell whenever it's not a boy and it's a man, cause I, he's never pressured me into anything. He takes care of me whenever I'm sick Whenever um, I'm not feeling good, he takes care of me and makes sure that I'm cared after. Um, whenever I'm going through a really hard time, he um, definitely speaks life into me. And he's like, sometimes I'll really, really struggle in my relationship with God, y'all. I'm like, I'm not doing as much as I can for the Lord. What is wrong with me? And he's like, chill. Like, it's okay. Like God, God knows you. God knows your heart. He loves you. Like you don't need to be doing this. Like this is just Satan. You know, he speaks life into me and he like levels me down whenever I get, um, too high and I get like crazy anxiety. And he's like, calm down. You have to have faith. You got to trust, you know, he's so mellow. And I love that. It's like, we perfectly complement each other in every way. Um, and I don't know, it's just so crazy how God works and how, um, God just, he finds your perfect match and then he makes it to where it's never going to be boring. And it's, you guys are going to, um, find the most interesting things about each other. And I don't know, it's amazing. And those are just a little bit of things that he does that I'm just like, Oh, oh my goodness. I love you so much. So (laughs) I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. That is, that is so sweet. I love hearing the way you talk about him and, um, how you even like kind of shed light on like y'all can sometimes struggle and like clash a little bit, which is like, um, for me, it kind of hit home because I, um, that was something that I struggled with, um, in the past also was like, you know, you kind of panic when you start like butting heads and you're like, wait, no, Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to do it this way because I do it this way. And I know you also said you have a really close relationship with your dad and I do also. And so a lot of the things that I find in a guy, I try (laughs) to like compare to my dad. I'm like, well, no, like my dad always did this. So you should do this. And, um, and it's not always like that. Like, yes, you look at your dad as an example of a godly man, but um, they're not always going to do things the same and we're not supposed to do things the same. So I'm glad that you shed some light on that. That's awesome. Yes, 100%. And when I tell you, this man makes me laugh harder than any person. Like <laughs> he is the dumbest person I've ever met, but I love him so much. <laughs> I mean, when I tell you that the icks, the icks are real whenever it comes to guys, right? Yes. I'm sure everyone, yes, okay. Yes. I'm sure everyone's experienced. Like I know so many times I would be with a guy way before Blake 
and I'd be like, uh-uh, I know I'm never talking to you again because you just gave me the ick. Like, I would do that all the time, all the time. And I was like, there was like five guys I remember. I was like, never speaking to you again because you just did what you did. And so Blake will do the exact same things, but I don't have an ick. I don't, you cannot explain it. He is the dumbest person, talks like a baby, dances around, does the stupidest things. And I'm just like, you're so dumb, but I love you. I will never get an ick with him. I don't know what it is, but I truly think it's when you find your person, you're like, okay, you're just dumb. Like, you're not, you're not ick, but you're just dumb. But we definitely clash heads. We're both stubborn, but I mean, you just got to navigate it and you truthfully got to, you know, think about it in a sense of, okay, if we're going to be doing this for the rest of our life, we got to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, truthfully it's navigating a new relationship is going to be really difficult, but, um, you know, God's going to give you the tools that you need and he's going to level you out. He's not going to leave you hanging. So, um, I think it's just super important just to listen to God in the moment. You know, I'm a talker. I want to talk it out right here, right now. Let me talk it out. I want to tell you how I feel. I want you to tell me how you feel. He needs a moment. He needs just a break before he can talk something out. And that's something you got to learn, you know? And so by him, like, not wanting to talk, that makes me feel like, oh, he's mad at me. He doesn't want to talk to me. And it makes me feel really upset with myself and upset with him. But that's just how you work. So you got to navigate these things because I so want to talk it out. Like, tell me how you're feeling. Tell me what's going on. And he is not like that. So there's just different things you got to learn and you got to navigate it. Um, but like I said, whenever you know, you just know, and it comes with peace. That is the most, the most advice I can give to someone is if it comes from God, it comes with peace and God is not the author of confusion. So that is the most important advice I can give to someone because it has helped me in so many different, um, different trials and tribulations. Okay, guys, so we went ahead and ended um, that segment, but don't worry, we said goodbye to Alyssa, and we had our conversation afterwards, but that was the end of the actual podcast segment, so we did go ahead and end it, but we absolutely love that conversation with Alyssa, and we hope you die, you guys did too. Um, get my words. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm tired. I've been working all day. It's fine. Um but anyways, so as we've been doing in the past few episodes, we are going to do the question that we've been doing. It's, uh, what is it? <laughs> the work that God's been doing in our life? What, what God's been teaching us lately. <laughs> I'm forgetting our own question. <laughs> yeah, what God has been teaching us lately. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to? You can go first. Okay. Um, so for me personally, God has just been teaching me truly the power that prayer holds because I know like we hear often or we see it on social media like just go to God in prayer prayer works but there I don't know like why it's I think it's just you know um Satan trying to get in my head like oh well people just say that it doesn't like really work like it doesn't really matter but um I've never truly started being like so persistent in prayer until um like lately but I guess um for this moment specifically, um, I have been struggling a lot 
with insecurity and working on things in my heart that I need to kind of, you know, get out. And that was like a few weeks ago when that started. And so I have been persistent in prayer over this specific insecurity and why I've been insecure about it. And I'm not even kidding when I say like I've been praying over it and giving it to God. And like (laughs) I'm at the point even now, like it hardly affects me. Like the insecurity I've been struggling with, like it like, it doesn't affect me, really. Like, it's like God really worked in that area because I went to him in prayer. And so I just think that's definitely where he's been working in my area, my life the most is in that area. So, yeah, that would be mine. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes I feel like I should sit down here. Um, <laughs> Get closer I to think the, phone. <laughs> the phone. We don't have them. We, we do not have a microphone. Man, Sorry. <laughs> we, we are not there yet. We're not even. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I think, like. Um, you know, words can obviously be very powerful sometimes, mm-hmm. but when it comes to God, sometimes words don't seem very powerful, especially when you don't get an immediate answer like you can yeah. um with people sometimes. So, um it's easy to underestimate the power of prayer, but that's awesome that mm-hmm. um it's being healed and that he's affirming what is true. Yeah. Um something that's that God's been working with me is just reminding me of where my truth comes from and where my worth comes from because I know I've talked to you a lot about it recently of just being burnt out from school um I (laughs) am very bad about putting a lot of pressure um on myself for school and like expecting perfection out of myself and so um we've always been that way even since high school like we would go to each other and like I'll look back now we really took it for granted we would be like oh I made a B on this test finale or I'd be like oh I made an 82 on this and now we're like I made a C guess what I made a 75 I'm so happy (laughs) and so be be grateful for where you're at if you're in high school middle school please don't complain about that B it's okay it is okay but Yeah, that's something that, like, I've been really having to um, lean into God for is just where my truth and my worth comes from because um, I tend to put it a lot, tend to put a lot of it in myself and on myself, and that's not a weight that um, I'm meant to carry. And so he's been teaching me that and just affirming me of that my grades are not who I am and that Mm -hmm. um, I'm worth more than that. Yeah. And definitely, like, I'm, when I say this, like, I'm not saying don't study for your test because you, you should and you have to. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, if you are where you're supposed to be in life and um, you're truly where you believe God has called you, God is going to work it out um, wherever he sees fit. So, like, mm-hmm. obviously, you have to study to get the grade that you're going to make. But, like, it ultimately it is in God's hands like I I pray before every exam or test that I take and sometimes I don't study before but I still pray (laughs) um but you know the power of prayer it really does work but I do believe everything is going to work out how it is supposed to if you're doing what God's called you to do so God's gonna meet you where you fall short in those moments yes exactly yeah I think that's all I have to say what about you All right. Well, this is like already a long episode. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up here. So yeah. Bye guys. Bye. 
thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys. <laughs>